Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Do me a favor. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash SRW and get your free audiobook download right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Who would have thought? I said from the beginning that I was starting this podcast because I was a wrestling fan. There's lots of podcasts that people make because they don't like wrestling anymore, because they don't like the direction it's going, because they take it too seriously. I don't know what the reason is, but they complain a lot about pro wrestling from the beginning. I said the reason I was doing this was because I was a wrestling fan. I like wrestling. I want to talk about wrestling. And so I thought this podcast would be a a good place to talk about it in a positive way. However, in a few short weeks, this podcast has become the most heat-seeking wrestling podcast in all of the Internet. This podcast, after last week, and maybe it's all that Katie Linendahl's fault, but... This podcast is being uh, accused of acting as a vehicle to turn Roman Reigns heel. That's right. After hearing last week's interview, people are saying, Sam, we know that the WWE sent Roman Reigns to your podcast, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, to begin his heel turn. It's the only possible explanation for him explaining that he was... Uh, wanting to get rich by uh, becoming a professional wrestler. Well, I'm going to talk about all of that in the state of wrestling. But I want to start with the interview, as I always do. He hasn't done a lot of interviews, but he's a pal of mine and somebody who I want. NXT is like my favorite thing to watch right now in terms of wrestling. NXT, it's just it's a it's a fun show every week. It's good wrestling. The stories are great, and that's what that's what it takes. It's the stories. Corey Graves. Is a guy who had a lot of buzz as an NXT superstar. Everybody was asking, when is Corey Graves going to hit the main roster? And all of a sudden, he disappears. Apparently, I think it was at last year's WrestleMania, he got a concussion at WrestleMania Fan Access while wrestling a match. Uh, That was his second, I think, documented concussion. And a concussion that led to the WWE and him deciding that he's no longer to be an active WWE superstar. He's, ne- he's got to retire from wrestling. He's a young guy. He's my age. And he was told he has to retire from the ring. He did not let that stop him. I mean, he retired from the ring. But he's still in the business. He is now the host of the Raw pre-show on the WWE Network every single Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, live from Stanford. Uh, he is the host of the NXT... Pay-per-view pre-shows, not pay-per-view, but special pre-shows. He's one of the play-by-play announcers for NXT. He does the commentary, and he is now one of the hosts for the pay-per-view pre-shows. And he's a hell of a broadcaster. He's a great talent, uh, and and, and I think he's a huge asset to the WWE broadcasting team. Um, It's a shame that he's not wrestling anymore. 
but it's always good to see somebody who shares a passion for the wrestling business uh, and, and, and is eager and willing to make something out of that passion, to not let setbacks stop him, uh, and, and to keep moving forward. It's always good to see people moving forward in this life, and that's exactly what Corey Graves is doing. My guest this week on the podcast from NXT, WWE commentator, announcer, host, Corey Graves. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. And we welcome to the studio the newest superstar that has been brought to the podcast specifically to be turned heel. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Corey Graves is here. Corey, what's the haps? I'm a real-life heel, so I don't think there's anything necessary about turning me heel. The work's already been done. Yeah, since birth. Yeah. Yeah, I came out of the womb. With a, a foreign object, yeah, I believe, just ready to knock your mom out with a golf club. Or That's something. right. It was it was a piece of something wrapped in athletic tape. Well, we never quite established what it was, but a it, foreign was, object. it was foreign and it it did damage. Right, I mean, you pulled it out of your diaper. Right, and referee never saw it. So I mean, <laughs> right. you know, quick roll up, you're good. That's it. That's, That's all it. it took. Well, welcome, dude. How are you? I'm I'm awesome. I'm cold. I'm warm. I'm warm now, but this 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 is the second blizzard in what two weeks that I've endured. And, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. I grew up in the cold, but I've been in, in Florida for the last three three and a half years. So this is kind of uh, you just get shock. acclimated to Florida. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I typically wear a lot of linen now, a lot of white pants. Right. Yeah, right. Tommy Bahama, <laughs> right, is right. Big where you are. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that was actually because I know because you you've you've moved on from wrestling, but you're now not only a, an NXT play-by-play guy and, and pre-show host, but you're doing the Raw pre-shows now, which is out of Stanford. So I would have thought that you would have at least considered, since you're up here every week, moving to Stanford full-time. The thought has crossed my mind. Granted, this is still kind of a new gig, and things change you know, on an <laughs> right. hourly basis. Three in weeks company. in, you're just like, I bought a house, right. so everybody's happy with me, <laughs> right? right? Right. Uh, I considered it. I talked about it before I actually came up here, and last week definitely was the, the surefire no. After after having to dig... I, yesterday morning, before I went to the studio, I spent legitimately 20 to 25 minutes knocking ice off of my vehicle, um, and I didn't miss that. Yeah. I did, however, I, I was surprised that I retained my snow driving skills. I, I fishtailed around a bend in downtown <laughs> Stanford, and I handled it pretty well. But I, you I was, know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty proud about that. The hotel you're staying at doesn't have indoor parking? No. In fact, there's some sort of seminar or conference going on to where they have the actual close parking lot completely blocked off, and they've built some sort of tent structure. Uh huh. So you have to walk approximately 14 miles from your car to the hotel. <laughs> approximately. Yeah. Oh. Give or take 13 miles. Which is perfect for February in New York. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Especially when I, I, I pride myself on being an efficient packer, mm-hmm. so I usually... You know, I just have a carry-on with my my suit for the week and my garment bag. I don't have time for a heavy coat. Right. I own heavy coats. Well, I'm not, not sure where I have them in my house in Florida, but I know I own them. So you do not bring heavy coats when you no, travel? No, this, this denim jacket I'm wearing right now is the extent of my, my thermal protection, which is it's insufficient at best. Uh, completely. But yeah. you're thinking, okay, we go to the hotel, to the studio, to whatever, out of here. Exactly. I forgot about the 20-minute warm-up period inside the car. Right. I think I'm I'm getting off the plane. I'm getting in a rental car. I'm going to be fine. But then, yeah, the, the rental car has been sitting on the lot for a day, maybe more, and it's very cold. And it's almost easier to 
survive like a day of cold than 20 minutes. Like yeah. when you have to have that 20 minutes of cold or when you like that burst. When you go outside and they, your body just tells you immediately you're not wearing a jacket, you idiot. Right. And that's and the worst. As I was leaving the studio after the pre-show last night, I had forgotten the, the trick to uh, fl- flipping up your windshield wipers so mm-hmm. they don't freeze. Well, they had frozen. And after <laughs> digging through about six to eight inches of snow on my car oh. with my bare hands... And I'm going to guess you, the, the gloves are in the jacket pocket you yeah, don't have? The, yeah, the gloves. Yeah. I don't think I own gloves. I've never been a gloves guy, even uh-huh. in Pittsburgh. I, I didn't. I, well, you don't, don't tattoo your hands up to wear gloves. That's a valid point. Right? Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I couldn't really feel the wheel for the first five to seven minutes of my drive. It your was, it was probably unsafe. Black. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm missing the tip of a pinky this morning, but I'm, I'm sure we can fix that. But this is so great about the position you're in now because. A superstar, a wrestler, a sports entertainer can't work matches if their hand is frostbitten and has to be removed. Right. But you could always a pre-show. Just get a lapel mic and you're good. Right. My vocal cords are safe right, right. now. Right. You, you can know? cut off the whole arm. Yeah. I, I might, you know, might look into that at some point. Because you've got I, an even stronger gimmick. I then. need to, in, yeah, reinvent myself every few years. Maybe right. I'll just lose a limb. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of reinventing yourself. So, you know, you were one of the guys who NXT has blown up. Yes. So huge in the last like year or so. But you were one of the initial guys that started getting this buzz around them. Like, like right after the Wyatts came up, it was like, what's going on in NXT? There's a whole bunch of people down there that have these personalities and they're compelling and they're actually really, really good in the ring. And, and you got to start watching this thing. And I feel like Corey Graves was one of the first names that was thrown into that with the Adrian Nevilles and the Sami Zayn's and, and, and all that. How close were you before you got the concussions to coming up to the main roster? You know, I've heard various stories. I had a lot of uh, contact with writers, and, and I was constantly pitching ideas. And, and a few of them seemed like they'd have legs, and it seemed, you know, I, I'd heard some rumors buzzing around from guys up on the road say, hey, I heard you're coming up soon. But, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, right. I would be able to retire. Right. And, and I, I mean, and, and honestly— it probably was a situation where they're like, you know what, we're going to bring them up soon, and then you just get distracted yeah, with other stuff. Yeah, sure. It's not and, like and, you know, it's it, that's the the business is always changing, and everyone's so busy. And this thing, I, I don't think people realize as much as we're on TV, as much as we're on the air. Yeah. Um, there, it's still a twenty four seven job. Just right. because no one's in a ring right now, this 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 is a huge corporation. I mean, it's it's a worldwide business that then there's constantly it's just so much going on. So. Yeah, you think everyone's focus is on, okay, well, what are we going to do with Corey Graves today? Right. Man, th- whoever makes that decision is also worried about 13 other people, and then, you know, that might be for that day. That might be what they're doing, and then they have to go worry about catching a flight and getting – I mean, we're all human. Yeah. Except for, I'm not sure Vince is human. Vince may not be a human. Well, but. I mean, and that's kind of the way the company is run, right? He's like, well – I'm not. I'm, I I I work on unhuman levels. Like exactly. I can work all the time at whatever age I'm at. Right. I don't understand well, why, why anybody, everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. And you can't argue with him. I mean, right. because because he's living proof. You can do it. It can right. be done. But uh, that, that's why there's there's a lot fewer Vince McMahon's in the world than there are you know regular people. Right. And do you look at Vince like? Do you sit there going like like how old are you? Like thirty? Th- I'll be thirty one next. Okay. A few weeks. So you're like thirty one. Yep. And you're like, oh, I'm kind of beat, man. I got to get out of here. I got, and you look at this like seventy year old dude that's like, you've not, have you ever seen the dude tired? No, he he's like Donald Trump. He's, right. Donald, what Donald Trump has never had the flu. That's what the, he claims. Claims he he's it, never. Yeah, he's, he's never had the flu. Right. Yeah, Vince is he's a he's a marvel, man. He's a, he's, 
he's something special. I mean, I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean, that, that guy's inspiring. Right. I mean, any, I don't care what business you're in. You should, you should aspire to be that successful at, at any one thing. I mean, and, and that's his work ethic. You he's know the I mean? best at it. That's like it. you can't deny. You can't at all. He's outlasted. He's, he's been more successful than there's no, on, on every level. He's beaten everybody he's ever right within the industry. How much interaction have you had with Vince McMahon? Cause I know triple H is the guy who's, Kind right in charge of NXT. Triple H is the one I deal with more often than not. I've I've met Vince in passing and you know ex- exchanged pleasantries, but I still haven't really. How's it going, pal? Yeah. yeah. It, it, the first time he, he called me by my name, I went, "Oh my god, he knows <laughs> I, my name." Yeah, it was it. Oh my god, he knows my name. But um, yeah, I mean, he he's busy, and it's all it's it's cool though because even within the company, it's he's got like this mystique because you you never know where he's at, but he's mm-hmm. everywhere all at once, and it's just kind of like. He's like this mythical character. But. Right. Now, what type of vibe for you? Because you've – what type of vibe for you does Triple H have? Because Triple H I, – I would think that there's a lot that goes on in the company that uh, it, it becomes difficult for somebody to go from superstar to, for all intents and purposes, the next mythological guy in charge, one would think. What do you see as a guy who who wasn't there you know, during the prime of his run? Do you see him as, as that – leader do you see yeah uh, triple h talking yeah, about yeah yeah, yeah he's i obviously i deal deal with him a lot directly yeah. and i've never heard anyone even the boys in you know locker room banter say anything just overtly negative because he's very understanding mm-hmm. and he takes time out of what i've never had he's he's a guy you've never asked hey man do you have a minute and he's never said no to anybody you know what i mean he'll stop what he's doing yeah to at least address your problem he can't promise he's going to fix it but he'll say, all right, you know, hey, I'll look into that, or maybe we can get that fixed. Well, at least listen to what you're saying, right. which is more than most bosses. Right, and I think what's really cool is is he comes from the uh, the other side of the locker room. He's he's one of the boys at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, he's he's in a different role now. He's, he's got to take on professional responsibilities. But he, I think, understands better than anybody what we feel like or, or what the talent feels like, Yeah, you know, as opposed to, and not that Vince doesn't, but Vince was never a wrestler. Vince never really faced the the problems or the the issues that a lot of the guys do. Hunter's been through it all. Right. He's been run through the ringer. He's been at the bottom of the card. He's main evented, and he's and he's dealt with Vince McMahon, right, as a boss, exactly. And, and he's been around through you know some of the the strongest personalities throughout the business, yeah, and, and the click and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, he's literally been around and seen everything there is to do. So. For him to relay that as a boss or in an authority role is is really cool because it it makes him very relatable and approachable. And, and you, my favorite, my personal favorite thing about Triple H is watching him at NXT. If he if he's trying to explain something to a guy, mm-hmm. he there there's nothing cooler than watching him take his suit jacket off and he starts throwing punches. And next thing you know, he's like <laughs> running spots and in this like you know thousand dollar suit. Yeah, and it just goes to show you his his passion is still there. You can't take that. You, you can take the, the wrestler out of the ring, but you can't take the wrestling out of the guy. You he's know? still ready to like yeah, right, ready let's, to go. Let's do bumps. Let's yeah, do exactly. It's so funny. I mean, it'll be in the middle of a conference room, and he's uh-huh. like, "No, no, you got to do it like this." And then the jacket comes off, and he starts throwing. But I would imagine it's so that cool. for a lot of people, that's probably the aha moment. Like, oh, this is clicking. Now. It is. Well, I, I why, understand what you're saying. That's why now. he does it. I mean, yeah. he, he he said on the on the Stone Cold podcast that that's one of his biggest thrills is seeing the light bulb go go off. And, you know, I can, I, I've learned a ton from him mm-hmm. and getting out, even when I was still in the ring and get out of the ring and come back into gorilla and, and here comes Hunter. And sometimes he wasn't happy, but he, he was always 
he would always do a really good job of explaining himself as opposed to just yelling at you and saying, oh, that sucked or that was bad. Right. He would say, listen, man, why did you do that? And then by the end of it, you would walk away going, oh, well, man, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, why shouldn't I do it? And, and, but, and that's what he, he appreciates and gets a thrill out of. But it's also really cool for the talent because then you just say, oh, man, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get yelled at. I'm not getting in trouble. He just wants to fix this. And mm-hmm. then you, you do it. And then next thing you know, he, he's the first to say, hey, man, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. How much of the of – because the, you're describing a guy who gets off on, on figuring out how to make other guys – get over like young guys work and, and getting people to the next level how does was, is that accurate yeah i think yeah. so how does he react to like internet whatever criticism does he care does he does it get to him is he like could you, if, if you guys could just see what actually goes on you know I, i'm I'm not inside his head right. i only know what overtly comes out um and i would say with with social media being what it is and the internet it definitely has a strong presence i mean we're not going to that's that's as much of a part of our business now as it ever has been you know the the internet's huge um i think he's probably been through it enough and on such a different level than even like i you know you and i get crap on twitter and right. it's like god man that suck he's got don't suck yeah right yeah. yeah but he's probably been through so much of it that i think he I'm sure he's aware of it, mm-hmm. but I don't think you can let that sort of thing bother you. I think I, – I mean he he did one move on his Twitter I think right after the last NXT special where the sub-forum on Reddit that's devoted to wrestling sent him a fruit basket. I saw that, yeah. And he tweeted the fruit basket right. and said, thanks, guys. Right. And so it's like, yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he knows like, it's he there and it. he, he – you know, but again, you can't you – can't, you can't please all the people all the time, but you can kind of acknowledge them and say, "Hey, you know, this is a pa- it's a passionate fan base." Right. You know what I mean? The internet, whether you call them call them the smart marks or whatever you want to use, that's a very passionate fan base, and you can't completely neglect them. You right. can't always give them what they want as much as you would like to give everyone what they want all the time. There, there's a strong enough thing to you know, yeah, we're not going to totally change everything just because you didn't like it on Twitter. Right. But at the same point. Say, hey, man, you're passionate enough that you're taking time out of your day to acknowledge it and, you know, complain about it. Let's, you know, let's try to throw you a bone once in a while. And, but, and you want a guy in charge who you feel like you can trust in the sense that, look, I know people don't get this right now, but ride with me on this. Or we can change it if need be, but I have a vision here, and, and my vision is one you can trust. Right, yeah. He, he, he knows where he's going. Yeah. Especially with NXT. I mean, yeah. he, he again, I hate to keep bringing up the, the Stone Cold podcast, but that was fresh in my mind. He actually yeah. addressed some of this stuff last night. He NXT is his baby. He knows where he wants to take it. He knows what he wants to do with it. There's all there's variables. Things change. Guys get hurt. New guys show up. You know what I mean? But, but he has like he has a vision that he's working towards. Not everyone necessarily knows what it is, mm-hmm. but it's it's going somewhere. And so it's nice to have someone that that believes in us as much as we're there's a there's a really strong almost kind of a team mentality in NXT mm-hmm. across the board. As much as you know everyone wants to get called up, everyone wants to be on Raw or SmackDown, that's the ultimate goal. But in NXT from from you know the announcers to the talent to the coaches at the performance center, everyone kind of has I don't want to say us versus them, right? But it's kind of like we have like a chip on our shoulder, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it's cool because Hunter's on our side, so yeah. we're kind of like, yeah, man, you know, we I mean? have a representative. Yeah, exactly. And he's a pretty damn good representative. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 a cool vibe. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. When you're over so big in NXT, I, like I would think a while back when it was like FCW and it was just really we're wrestling in a warehouse. This is strictly developmental, not its own brand. There was probably a lot of 
I got to get to the main roster. I got to get to the main roster. This is when you're over in NXT. Is there a part of you that's like, I'm not on the main roster yet, but you know, this is cool. I think uh, yes. In, in a short, in a short answer, yes, that definitely is there, especially now because as NXT grows as a brand, yeah, we get a lot of perks. Uh-huh. That you would get being a WWE superstar, you know what I mean? Getting to do a podcast like this, you know right. what I mean? Certain things that before in, in FCW and, and certain, even the, the inception of NXT, we were kind of the, the little secret, you know what I mean? Right. We're not going to pay much attention to them. But now as the brand grows, a lot of the talent gets to experience different things. Sami Zayn just went to Abu Dhabi to do media, you know, mm-hmm. he, he speaks Arabic or whatever. But, but that little opportunities like that, that's really cool. And just very recently, the, the brand is starting to grow, you know grow even more we're, we're doing our first live event on the road uh next month in conjunction conjunction with the arnold classic in columbus are you doing stuff with that am i personally yeah, yeah i'll be there i'll be doing some i don't know some hosting or or you know Something. telling jokes i'll do stand up after the show <laughs> in the parking lot i don't know yeah and fail miserably um but, but that's like the first step and i think it's like the test run to see how we do but yeah i know we're doing a, a venue i think it's around a thousand seats and rumor has it that it sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. Which is awesome. Yeah. So that sort of feeling amongst the, the locker room and just morale as a whole for, for NXT is huge. You know what I mean? That goes, hey, we, we've got this buzz, and it's yeah. not going to happen overnight. But there's no reason that, you know, if we do start touring a little bit, it, it could almost be, in a weird way, almost like a, a, a cooler alternative to the main roster because you're still, it, it's on a smaller scale. Right. You do maybe get to spend a little bit more time at home, sleep in your own bed once in a while. Um, but there's just, but there's still, you still get a lot of the perks of being on the road and traveling and, and things like that. And I think a guy like Sammy Zayn is perfect for that. Just no, on a personal level, like I know Sammy, Sammy's a punk rock kid. Mm-hmm. Sammy wants to have fun and wrestle, right? Whether it's in front of 200 people in, in Lakeland, Florida, or if it's in, you know, 50,000 people at WrestleMania, which the goal is still the same. He wants to be the best. And, and he, of course, if you don't want to headline WrestleMania, you don't want to be, you don't belong here. Right. But, but I mean, but I, so many of the guys that are also indie guys, right? That's that what they're saying. used to doing this and traveling, and and even like you know, Fergal and and yep. I mean, uh, uh, Finn. Finn, Finn, and Hideo are like these international guys. But these are guys that have been all over the world and wrestled in front of every sort of weird crowd that you can imagine. It's it's incredibly awesome to do what you love and get a paycheck. Yeah. And any of us that came from the indies never really, you know, we never really experienced that. Right. Some of us made made a couple bucks here and there. Can you know? pay pay for our car or our rent or whatever but to actually know that you get a check every monday and all you have to do is show up and do what you've been doing for you know crap money for a lot longer it's an awesome feeling do you have to have you ever been in situations where you have to remind other people of that like no absolutely i've i've been i've been in need of reminders of that i mean i i found myself you know Sitting in, in in the performance center, the performance center is a state of the art thing. It's this amazing living, breathing structure. I mean, mm-hmm. any, you've been in it. I've it's, been there. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Uh, but you know, it's like anything else. You go to you go to train every day, and you right. train the same way. And sometimes you feel like, oh man, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But then that's when you need the reminder. And my dad was always really good to be my reminder. Mm-hmm. I would come home and I would be so mad about something trivial. You know, something made me mad at, at train. Something didn't go my way or. Yeah, I remember the the one conversation that always sticks out is Dusty Rhodes, who is our promo coach. Mm-hmm. He said something to me that it rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm you know I was so mad. I called my dad. And I'm like, Dad, you know, Dusty said this, and my dad goes, Okay, calm down. Listen to what you just said to me. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I just complained that Dusty Rhodes ruined my day. Yeah, and he goes, Yeah, 
Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're, you're getting pissed you, that the American the Amer- dream right. is is saying negative things about right. your promo. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I just went. It's just one of those. Oh, yeah. Check yourself, man. Like this. Yeah. Look at where you're at. Look at what you get to do. You know, the, the, the my paycheck says WWE. That's insane. Right. You know I mean, I grew up my entire life loving this business more than anything in the world. And the fact that in any capacity, that's that's how I support my family is right. like. It's still kind of mind-blowing, you know? Yeah, and it's pretty amazing, too. You were talking about the perks and how not only were you yourself in the last video game, (laughs) you're in 2K15 as an NXT dude, as as are some of the other guys, but, like, the NXT guys are getting action figures. You go to shows. Like, I was at the Rumble. Right. And there's, like, Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn shirts all over the building. I think Kevin Owens was up until—I'm not sure. I'd have to check— it was like the number two selling shirt on shop.com, like, like WWE shop.com for a long time. Like they were, it was like back, back ordered. Yeah. I had to, I don't like to ask for too much, but I had to reach out to my <laughs> WWE connect and said, dude, I need some NXT t-shirts. Like, but uh, it's, 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 it's amazing that it, it's becoming this thing where you can, have, it's, it's become, it's its own brand. It is. And, it completely is. And, and I was talking to someone before about this, that there's no shame in coming in and having a, a three, five, five-year NXT run. Right. If that's it. If that's the most you ever do, you realize with the, the WWE Network now, the amount of eyes that get to see you perform your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, you work on the indies, and great. yeah, sometimes you get a good town, and there's there's opportunities out there, but it's it's global, literally. I mean, yeah. the, 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 to have the entire world be able to watch what you do, make some money along the way, are you going to get rich and never have to work again in your life? Probably not, but hey, you, what is a better way to spend five years than you know working the cash register at a fast food joint or something? You know what I mean, or doing some job that you hate, digging ditches. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a, a way to a lot of people are starting to look at it, just like man, I'd rather and, be here for a few years than never make it. You and know? people are talking about it too. Like it's been so long. I feel like since stuff popped up on my radar that people were saying, "Did you see this show? Like you got to see what they're doing over here." Like these, and it was the last. NXT special, the the last takeover show. Our evolution. Yep. Yeah. That people were like, everybody was, you gotta see this show. Like they're doing you it's unbelievable stuff over yeah. here. This is what we're looking for. This is and 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 you just don't hear that a lot. And it's it's really- it's, it's 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 rare in twenty fifteen, not just for wrestling or sports entertainment, but for any form of entertainment to be able to actually get people talking like you gotta see this, you like gotta see this. Like an organic buzz. Because yeah. there's so much stuff. Right, happening everywhere. That to, for anything to have an organic buzz, that's like real. Yeah, and and building, not it's here and gone. Right, I think that's part of the, the appeal is that it's it's not shoved down everybody's throat. You know, we have an hour a week on on the network, and we've been doing these specials sporadically. Mm-hmm. I personally would love to do more specials because mm-hmm. they're just they're fun. That's just my that's my right. own personal thing. But I actually said that I said it on the Raw pre-show. Um, uh, we were talking about what we could ask Triple H if we had one question. And I said, why doesn't NXT do monthly live specials? And I actually got a lot of tweets saying, no, that's too much. That's That'll ruin everything. Whoa. And I was like, listen, man, I, I, I'm just trying to come up with you know something to fill a few <laughs> minutes. I'm not, I didn't really think this out. I was just you right. know, kind of spitballing. I like that. How about more? Yeah, exactly. If, if some is good, more must be better. And I think that's also the thing that people forget. Because there's a lot of... Uh, a critique between Raw and SmackDown and NXT, and there are people, especially on the internet, they're like, wow, NXT is better than WWE, blah, blah, blah. But you're talking about one hour of TV a week versus five hours of TV a week, and one two-hour special every three months or so versus 
a pay-per-view every month and all this stuff. So, I mean, that's that's a big part of it, too. Uh, absolutely. The amount of content we have to produce, it, it, it's, you know, for NXT, you know, I know our guys, we do a live special, and then the next day we have, like, four weeks of taping. Right. You know, and everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I'm so worn <laughs> out. And it's like, dude, that's this is raw. This is how every week, you right. know, every week the main roster does it. So, yeah, there's an advantage to, to being able to kind of take a step back and not have to worry about it for a few weeks. Maybe that's what some of the magic of it is, but, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever it is, it's working. Yeah, I'm not complaining, you know. So what, how do you take the news when you find out, like, you know, you're not going to. First of all, what? how did you get your concussions? Um, I've I've been wrestling for so long. Yeah. I don't know specifically what, you know, what things were. The last one I got was at WrestleMania Access last year mm-hmm. in New Orleans. That was the last diagnosed one that I had, and that was the one that led the doctors to go, hey, we need to take a really serious look at this. Well, what year did you start wrestling? Oh, uh, 2002 maybe so that was still when people didn't even really take concussions no one had seriously. It, yeah, you know you get your bell wrong you right finish going with the match and so you, you could have theoretically had 15 concussions hypothetically that. i mean you know the, the only, i know when my i know when i have diagnosed ones but right. again i was on the indies for a long time so which to the wwe's credit the stuff they've been doing with concussions oh absolutely is incredible absolutely i i was talking to, to you know joe before we came in here and i, I said i think i am the I could be wrong. I'm sure someone will tweet me if I am. I think I'm the first professional athlete, which we are Uh professional athletes, to be made to retire by his organization because of concussion issues. So they will. It wasn't like a doctor said you shouldn't do this. It wasn't you saying. It was WWE saying. Well, no, it was. It was. It was a mutual thing. You know, the the doctors. I can't argue with the doctors. Mm -hmm. I can tell you how I feel. The doctors said one way. WWE trusts their doctors. We kind of all sat around and, and it was like, okay, hey, listen, this sucks, but. We can't. They, they were they were looking out for me better than I was looking out for myself. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, when it boils down to it, right? Because uh, if it's, I mean, if it's up to me or what, like, why would you worry about your own personal right, safety? Right, right. I feel I'm, great. I wake yeah. up in the morning and I feel okay. What's wrong with me? But then you know, I don't know how to read a CAT scan or an MRI. Exactly. There might be some stuff going on there. Obviously, I don't think anyone was like. You know, there, there was no conspiracy. There was no nothing to, you know, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. Let's tell him he has a concussion. Like, <laughs> right. I was kind of doing really well at the time, so right. it wouldn't have made any sense. You know what I mean? But it was what it was. But luckily, you know, I've transitioned. How did you, when that, when it was first like the talk was, okay, well, you're not going to wrestle anymore. Did somebody say, we're going to find something for you, though, kid? Literally how it happened was, um, it was on a Friday. It was an NXT taping. I want to say it was... I might have been after a live special. It was it was definitely on a on a Friday, and they called me into a room. It was Hunter and one of our doctors and some of the people from Talent Relations, and they sat me down. and I kind of knew it was coming. Hunter hinted to me earlier in the week that expect the worst. He said I don't have, but just kind of expect it. So they sat down and they told me, okay, listen, this is this is how it is, and it sucked. You know what I mean? My my heart broke. Period. I, I, that was the worst news I've ever had in my life. But they said, um, "Listen, we're not going to throw you out on the street. We know you got a family. We know that you, you've worked hard. You've, you've, you know, produced for us. We're going to give you some time, basically a grace period, to kind of see if you fit in." So, and they said, "You know, we'll revisit it a few, in a few months and kind of, kind of reevaluate things." So, what I did was I took the weekend off and came back Monday morning. And I jumped into anything and everything I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I started working with uh, the NXT live events, running music, um, doing things with the computer systems. In the, I, I'm, I have no sort of technical knowledge whatsoever. How did you? How did you get there? Like mentally, because 
uh, for a transition to come that fast, it would seem like the I, first place for you to be would be like, oh, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, anymore. I think then, I think it was the way I I sort of self medicated with that, just keep myself busy. Right, just kind of I, I'm the, if I'm doing something, I'm not thinking about you know the bad stuff. Yeah. So I I jumped in with both feet to everything. I started doing commentary in the booth, just you know see I just literally to do it. I went this I went to myself I. You know, I fancy myself a reasonably intelligent human being, mm-hmm. but the only thing I've ever wanted to do and loved more than anything in the world was was wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm here in WWE. I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by. Plus, they built this performance center now, right? Where they literally have everything in it. Exactly. And and I I remember saying to Hunter, then after the night of that meeting, we walked out and I pulled him aside and I said, I uh, I want to thank you for the opportunities to this point, but I'm not done here. And he looked at me and he kind of had like a like a half smirk and he said i know you're not and, and just kind of i was that was my way of saying you know yeah flat out i'm, I'm gonna figure something else out we'll get back to Corey graves in just a second pardon my interruption but Corey would want me to tell you this he sounds very smart doesn't he that's because he's a well-read gentleman he has a lot of information and i've got a place where you can get information it's called audible audible is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and if you want it, educational programming, content from Audible, you can download it and play it back on your computer, on CDs, on an iPod player, wherever you want. There's over 100,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content partners that include audiobooks and, and, and broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, newspaper publishers, podcasters, business information providers. Look, if you search Audible... For the Opie and Anthony show, you can find classic clips of yours truly, Sam Roberts, on the Opie and Anthony show only at Audible. You listen whenever you want. It's just like the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Audible has over a 1,000 science and technology uh, 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 books and, and audio titles, over 1,100 in the category of science fiction and fantasy, and there's more being added all the time, over 150,000 titles to choose from every genre audible has it covered you're sitting there going okay sam big effing deal what are you going to give me how about if i give you a free audiobook that's right i worked this deal out for you because i want to i want to show you how great this service is go to audiblepodcast.com slash srw and you get a free audiobook download when you sign up for your free trial it's incredible it's a free trial for audible and you get a free audiobook it's just stuff I'm giving away. It's not $9.99. It's free. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash SRW. Get a free audiobook today. Now, the offer is only good for those in the U.S. and Canada. That makes up most of you. If you can't get it, then move. Move to the U.S. or Canada because the deal's that good. www.audiblepodcast.com slash SRW. Get a free audiobook today something that Corey graves would read let's get back to the story of mr Corey graves were you worried that it wasn't going to happen that oh, they i was, were I was not going to find something for you i, I was terrified but it wasn't it, they, they made it clear it wasn't up to them to find something for me yeah they were giving me the opportunity to figure out where i could fit in just excel at something at something yeah and so i you know, it could have been anything. And I went, I started cutting promos as a manager. I started doing the, the commentary stuff. I was doing stuff at the Performance Center, helping Dusty Rhodes with promo class, mm-hmm. helping the new guys with their promos. So you were ready to even 
just be a promo trainer yeah or whatever like even if it was like i'm not on tv i'm just i'm at the training center i'm to nine to five, whatever the hours are, job, job. Right. And right. I just help people with their promos. It, ultimately, this all boiled down to me having a family to take care of. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I was worried about. But then I said, so there's, there's got to be something here for me. And, and I love the business and I love all the different aspects of the business too. It's not as much as I love being in the ring. Mm hmm it's art you know what i mean and everyone everyone can be creative and have their own thing and and there's so many different cool aspects of production and this is a lot of this stuff is stuff i never knew until you know i, I was taken out of the ring so but it was it was kind of what can i figure out what can i be good at right and i tried literally everything i could there was nothing i would say no to i started you know doing a, a just a little appearances for going to schools on, on behalf of nxt and, and doing some public appearances and just little things just to see, like again to see where I fit in, and I built myself I think enough of a body of work over the the six months or whatever that they finally took notice and I and, and they decided to go with the com the announcer route the commentary route which is amazing because you don't look like an announcer and it's been kind of a thing I feel like where where WWE has you know aside from Renee has has a look of what announcers look like and 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 they're sportscasters and they. Wear a suit and they and they just fit the mold. Like I, I've I've thought about becoming uh, trying to go over there and be an announcer, but I'm pretty sure they don't need somebody who looks like Sideshow Bob and Carlito Cool kind of <laughs> mixed together. But you, uh, was that something you were worried about? Like you're like I got this tattoo on my neck. I got my hands tattooed up. I don't care what suit you put me in. I'm gonna look like Corey Graves. It's I I. I thought about it i wouldn't mm -hmm. say i worried about it i think that's always kind of been one of my appeals that i know in my personal life i've always liked to get dressed up mm -hmm. i never got to really do it on tv because my my wrestling gear i got the the punk kind of gear on and mm -hmm. um but i i've always been into fashion it's just something i'm kind of i just i i appreciate my wife loves it she's like really huge into it um so i always thought it looked kind of cool when a dude has a really nice suit on and but you can see there's some tattoos right like it's kind of like there's a little mystique to it and I think it translates kind of well on, on camera. I've actually got a ton of really cool feedback um, with with how it looks. And yeah, I, I I broke the mold, man. Maybe maybe it's we're moving into a place where you don't have to look like a, a nine to five suit and tie guy to be an announcer. Right. Yeah. With personalities, I, you know. And I think that's important. And I think that's been lost for a little while. Um, not so much with the pre shows, I guess, because Riley's been there and Booker T's been there. But in terms of the announcers, that there isn't a ton aside from, since Michael Cole's kind of heel run, which which was fun, there isn't that much personality associated with the announcer announcers. I think there's just there's a there's a fine line you have to walk mm -hmm. because if an announcer has too much personality, it takes away from what's going on in the ring. Right. Um that said, there's a lot to be offered when you are an announcer with an opinion and a personality. And if you can back it up and, and make valid points, that's what I've I've always tried to do is since I've started doing this and this is actually advice I got from Cole mm -hmm. Cole said listen I want you to be yourself I want you to be opinionated and be you know kind of a smart I can't I was gonna swear almost swore <laughs> no ass yes okay I said it for you Thank that you. was not a WWE employee right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but but be be that guy be who I am but if I am gonna do it do it with facts if I'm gonna insult somebody let me make sure this is. I can make a valid point with it. You know what I mean. Right. So as opposed to me just going, oh, I don't like this guy because he, he sucks. Yeah. Well, so what? That that what does that tell me? But go if you say, I don't like this yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like this guy because of so and so. But you have a, a valid point to back it up. Um, that's kind of cool. But yeah, 
I don't I, like I said, it's a fine line. You, yeah. You don't want to try to take attention away from what's going on in the ring. You want to enhance it. Right. And if you can do that with personality, cool. But then some guys, you know, just can't figure that out. And I'm still learning, man. I'm still I'm still new to this whole commentary thing. I've only been doing it in two months now. It seems but it so. seems like you're into it and it seems like a lot of people in your position, because you were wrestling for so long, you would kind of be like, well, I've, I've achieved some level of expertise doing this. I'm going to come in with a chip on my shoulder doing that. Because even though I haven't done commentary before, I know the wrestling business and blah, blah, blah. But it, you strike me as kind of going in as a willing blank slate. Yeah, and, and you kind of have to be because, as I've learned, commentary is not anything like you think it is. Right. I thought, like you said, I thought I've been in this business long enough. I can commentate. Right. But then you start to learn and look at different things, and you realize there's some really terrible commentary. They're all just doing bad Bobby the Brain Heenan right, impressions. Right, right. <laughs> and guys are just trying to get themselves over right. and taken away from the matches. And, they're talk- and you know, I, granted, I have a lot of, of learning to do, but that's kind of what's exciting to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it's, it's been so long since I've had something just brand new to learn and, and focus on. That this this is a new journey for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I'm getting a second lease on on a career here. You know, which is I, I, mean, I appreciate that. But it's it's exciting. It's fun. Like to to be able to sit down and watch something and and notice something I didn't notice before, or right. have things to work on or focus on. And it, it's awesome. I just have this. It, I shot the um, the pre show for the NXT the next takeover show that mm-hmm. like the, the hype show that'll air next week. I shot that yesterday for the first time, just being in the studio and, and working with a new crew of guys. And it, it, it's, it's a brand new start in, uh, you know, on the same career. So it, it's pretty exciting for me. Uh, does that kind of block out any sort of, ah, I wish I was there. Like when you see either a, a Kevin Owens join NXT, because in one point you could be saying, Oh, I wish I was still here so I could work with him or watch, you know, Roman Reigns, head towards the main event of WrestleMania and you're like, ah, oh, now we're, you know, we were kind of on the same career path and now we're not. Does having this new kind of toy distract you from that or, or, or is that kind of out of your system? I don't, I don't know. I think it depends on the day. Yeah. It depends on the situation. Cause there's been times where, yeah, it still hurts. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's my passion. My, my heart is forever kind of broken. You know what I mean? I think I've done a pretty good job of like duct taping back together. Right. I think we're, I think it's we're like okay. a second wife. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, I, I really thought I loved that first one, but second one's cool. Second one's, second one's right. cool. She's great. Yeah. No, but, um, you know, the, there's times when it gets to me is certain the live events, mm-hmm. seeing just someone walk out of the curtain and, and just basically it's because of what NXT's grown into. Yeah. People know everybody. Yeah. You When someone's music hits and the people, everyone, even if it's 300 people stand up and they, they freak out. I never quite got to that point with just where the business, you know, where NXT was at the time. I missed that Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know. Um, And yeah, would I would I love to headline WrestleMania with Roman Reigns? Absolutely. But when I'm when I'm busy doing something, whether it's commentary, if I'm doing commentary, I'm focused on making it the best commentary possible. Mm -hmm. So that does kind of distract me at the time. It's usually when I'm like sitting at home and I'm, I'm drinking a beer, watching TV, and I'm like, I see something and go, man, I, I should have done that, or I, right. I, that could be me, or, or you know. So it's still there, but you just kind of have to adapt that into I want to call the main event. It, yeah, honestly, and that's that's kind of how I've I've helped cope with things. But um, yeah, I was going somewhere and I completely went, I completely went off track there. 
I had a right. point. This is like the third time this has happened <laughs> today. I've been talking all day. Um, yeah, you you, you want to be you just want to be part of it, and it's it's I, right. I got but, a different opportunity, and I and I guess then that's that's when somebody like your dad has to come in and be like, "Yeah, you're not in the ring. You're sitting at the table next to the ring. Relax. <laughs> like it's still pretty. You're good. still doing like pretty okay. You're not watching on TV. Right. You're, you're sitting right. there doing that. Yeah. Um. You were in Philly for the Royal Rumble. Yes. As was I. You were in the crowd. As was I. But you were in the crowd doing the pre-show. I was behind that cool little velvet rope with right. Booker and right. Renee right. and Which Byron. The uh, plebeians like us can't can't get there. I, I, I nodded you out on the uh, on the, the post-show. Right. Don't let anybody know that, though, because that rope is there for riffraff like me <laughs> to not interact <laughs> with superstars like the four of you. What did you think of the crowd? What did you think of the reaction Roman Reigns got? Uh, winning? Did you see it coming? I think... I think I saw it coming just because I know Philly. Yeah. And I, I before I got to WWE, I spent a lot of time from Pittsburgh. And you're from and, Pittsburgh. Yeah, and these guys boo Santa Claus. Right. So that wasn't surprising. They throw batteries at football games. Right. Like that. Yeah. I don't think anyone was shocked that he got booed. I think that the crazy thing was last year, that's all anyone wanted was for him to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And everyone was mad when he didn't. So this year he does. And everyone's like, no, that's wrong. And that <laughs> you know sucks. what this means? Bad news for Rusev next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um but then, yeah. It's, but then, what was cool was you completed his his heel turn on the radio <laughs> show. Yeah, which was great because he called the radio show, and it was on the radio show three days before the Royal Rumble. It was on the radio already. It was out there. Right. But it, that that's the internet, though. I had to put it specifically on the internet. Give it to them on a platter. Like five days after it had happened. Yeah. And then it was like, we hate this guy. And I said, why? <laughs> He's trying to support his family That's and make the that. fans yeah. happy. Yeah, he, I don't understand it. But uh, did you feel for him? Were you like, this is cool? Were you like, these fans need to give him a break? See, I know him well enough that I, I didn't feel bad for him because I knew he got it. And he mm-hmm. was in there. And he, you, you couldn't you know, pride the smile off of his face. <laughs> he was in there doing it. And you know, you know he's going... Man, this he may not have expected it, but he's he's pro man, right? And he was in there going, I don't care who's you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I would like for you to cheer for me, right? He said, he I think he said when we went out that night, uh, I've never been flipped off more in my entire life. He said everyone, but. But, but he's sitting there on some level knowing, I just won the yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I just Rumble. won the Royal Rumble. I'm the going Rock to just came out to help me. Yeah. I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going to send me a mean tweet, but like life's pretty okay right now. Right. You know? Right. But that's probably, now I'm a heel because I agreed with what he said. <laughs> yeah. That's basically all he said well, was starting, like, man, my life's pretty all right. <laughs> it's pretty obvious to everybody. I'm coming in to start a heel faction, which involves you. Good. Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's it. Wait, wait wait till next year and we'll have Rusev. Yeah. 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 Once, once he gets... Um, which by the way, and we said this on the podcast with Katie, uh, last week, we went to Starbucks after the Royal Rumble, right? but not right by the arena, like half an hour away from the arena. Rusev's just in there getting a coffee <laughs> and everything, but he's like, he still looks like Rusev. So I can't say that well, he doesn't wear a mask, Sam, uh, but, I mean, he's, he's... but he's got a Rusev face, yeah, right, okay. unapproachable, <laughs> right? Expression wise, all right, all right. He still got a Rusev aura. Okay, fair enough. Know? Fair enough. But I don't because I can't say that he was staying in character. But everybody would, everybody was talking about him like right next to him, but like he wasn't him. there. You're like, oh, there's Rusev. I'm like, yeah, he heard you say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask him. I for always a photo. like, I always like when I'm. You can always tell who the the smart fans are at the NXT live events uh-huh. that don't like me uh-huh. because 
someone inevitably will be you just coming out I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and i'm running production you know what i mean i'm, I'm running music or doing whatever and i'm kind of out with the people and i'll have a lot of kids or, or fans come over and they'll sign stuff or say hey or whatever sure. and you'll always see two or three like college age dudes usually with beards and thick glasses yeah and they're in the front row and they're wearing like rusev shirts uh-huh. and they're like looking back at me and they're whispering to each other <laughs> and they're staring at me and they're whispering but then they like just look straight ahead and they don't acknowledge me, and it's like, dude, I, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I don't care. But maybe, maybe they don't dislike you. Maybe they love you. I don't think so. You don't I don't think so. No, no. There's I, a lot. A lot of people really dislike me on Twitter, and I'm still, I don't know. I understand. Like, yeah, I, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't the greatest in ring dude of all time. So if you want to be like, oh, that guy sucked at wrestling. All right, cool. I mean, I still... I feel like people don't give you credit, though, as one of the indie guys, though. No, There's they don't. There's so many That's, famous indie yeah, guys that right. came on board. I kind of... I was always kind of under the radar. Right. Like, I did I did pretty much all the same things that a lot of those companies... That a lot of those guys did, but I... I didn't know of you until you popped up in NXT. Yeah. I, I spent I spent a lot of time down there, but, you know, hey, I'm not mad at it. Right. I, yeah, I've always just been curious. People are just like, you know, Twitter's Twitter. It's I kind of become to appreciate it for what it is, but... Yeah. People are like, you suck in the ring, and you, I can't believe you have a job. And I'm like, well, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, I apologize that you don't enjoy my stuff, but I, you know, I, I got to pay my bills and I'm having a great time. You were talking about like having a, a like you, punk rock gimmick and not wearing suits and stuff. When you were in NXT, that's when punk was still on the main roster. Was there any part of you that was like, ah, oh, they already got this punk rock dude. He's already tatted up. Like, how am I going to differentiate myself from CM Punk? Yeah, it was. It, that's a. You'd be amazed. Back to Twitter. How often I get, oh, you're just a, a punk ripoff. And you're like, yeah, I went and sat in a tattoo chair for 150 hours because oh, I look like CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I that was always this big knock on me. Oh, he's just a, a second rate. And and I get it. You know, at first glance, you want to stand out. And I did remind people of something. So I I can't say that that necessarily hasn't ever worked against me. I mm-hmm. mean, because he got to the company before I did. Sure. Um, and he was you know pretty successful when I first got signed. So yeah. I think I, I don't think it was ever any like no we have punk we can't use graves um, if it did whatever you know yeah. it, it, there's nothing I can do about it and everything's and, worked it, out the now. irony is people like they try to make this they they pit this fantasy rivalry like the, we hate we hate each other because we're ripping each other off and who's more punk rock and it's like nah man it's it's all good it's fine yeah <laughs> we're, we're 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 pals it's fine kind of cool with each other yeah and I would that that's the first thing that I would think I would think like. Back then, Punk would be like, oh, he's probably got similar interests. Maybe we should hang yeah, out. Yeah, and that's how I, got, I became friends with him on the indies because we could actually hang out and not talk about wrestling. We talked about music, music and or... tattoos and yeah. ripping each other off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where'd you get those tights? <laughs> Can I get kick pads like you? Is that... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, who are you looking forward to seeing uh, on this NXT special? Because last one, and do you worry at all? You don't strike me as a guy. Every time I've asked you if you worry about something, you go, no, nah, I'm not really worried about it. But, like, is it sort of... Do you question when does this run out? Like, oh, like everything NXT has put out, even the TV shows, people are like, oh, last week was better than the week before, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, do you worry that you're going to screw up at all this thing? You know, on a long enough timeline, anything's going to go into a short, uh, a slowdown period. Yeah. You know what I mean? People complain, oh, Raw sucked this week. But, yeah, you know what? 
give it another a month and you're all of a sudden emotionally invested more so than you've ever been. It, yeah. it's, we don't have an off season. We don't have even the best TV shows have an, an off season. The Walking Dead takes a few months off so they can recoup, take the you know, yeah, they do like the, seven episodes and then take six months right, off. You know, and so and people aren't like, oh god, it's so and people still complain, but we're doing this week in and week out, at least the main roster. NXT is still on every week. So eventually there's gonna be a time that something's gonna happen people don't like. For right now, we just kind of ride the wave. Yeah, uh, it keeps it keeps growing. It doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon. I personally hope it doesn't. You know, I'm having a great time. Everyone's having a great time. I think we're making some some awesome work. Are you looking forward to anything specific? I want to see Finn Balor and Adrian Neville. Yeah, I think that's going to steal the show. Um, I I'm pretty sure they've never wrestled. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I I think, and I could be making this up because I have a tendency to pull facts out of the air that I'm certain I got from somewhere, but I might have just dreamed them up. Uh-huh. I think I asked Neville at the last set of NXT tapings because I was going to mention something about that, and I think he because I asked him about Itami and Balor because uh-huh. and he had, he'd wrestled Itami, but I don't think he'd ever wrestled Balor like wow. ever anywhere in the world as many as well traveled as they've been and they've been in the same sort of circles for a long time. I don't think so. Um, so, uh, but I, th- I think that's going to tear it down. I feel like a lot of these matches are matches that people would wait for a long time. That NXT is kind of like almost rushing to get to now. Like they're uh, the same thing with the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match. Is that because you never know when they're going to get called up? So we better have this match now. Or I think it's some of that, but I, I, I know just scheduling's crazy because I mean we this is, we shoot at Full Sail University, yeah. So we work around their schedule. We have the main roster TV, pay-per-views, all that sort of stuff in order to get all the production guys that we need down. That's like a scheduling. There's only certain windows we can actually shoot, and I I don't know if I'm supposed to be telling you this, but I don't think this live special was supposed to happen this soon. I want to say it wasn't planned originally until like closer to WrestleMania. It does seem very close to the last But one. I know there's a lot of stuff happening like with NXT going on the road, and we're going to the Arnold Classic and doing the, the kind of an access sort of event there, and then Mania coming up, and then we're going to be doing access out there. There's so much going on that in order to do it properly and have all our resources that we need, they I, I don't know, that may have been full sales call, that may have been... WWE's, I don't know that that aspect of things, mm-hmm. but whatever it was, they went, "Hey, we got this window. Let's do it." You yeah. know, we're not going to say, "Oh, well, let's just wait a little too long," because by then people are going to go, "Oh man, it's been five months. What the heck? No one's given us what we want." So I, I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed with this. Do you think there's any sort of differential between the fact that Triple H is running NXT, Vince McMahon is obviously running the whole deal, but when guys get called up to the main roster, do you think that? Like something like the Ascension, for instance, super over in NXT, but they get up onto the main roster, and it's kind of like oh, I'm not quite sure about these guys right now. The one thing that a lot of people seem to forget is that NXT, while it is a WWE brand, mm-hmm. while we are on the WWE network, we're still kind of a niche. We have our own little right corner of the WWE universe that is ours. And I mean, how many how how full sale holds what? I want to say six or eight hundred people. It's not like right. it's not a big place, and it's like the, and it's it's like four hundred of those are the guys who come to every single show. Sure, and and that atmosphere thankfully translates on TV, which yes. is awesome. It's yes. kind of like the old ECW arena where you you just get pumped up because like you don't even know who these guys are, but the fans really like them, so I'm going to cheer for them. You know, yes. I mean? it, it comes through, which is really cool. Um, but the NXT fan base has grown with us. Mm-hmm. Since we started shooting it at full sale, you know, mm-hmm. when we we used to, you know, give give away some tickets because we just wanted some some butts in the seats, and now you know we're selling out the next show as soon before the the show that's happening is even over. 
And so the fans are so passionate about certain guys, and they don't like them. Conversely, if they hate something, they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. But the fans in full sale really make the product so much so much more spectacular to use the ascension that the ascension the, everyone in full sale love those guys you hear that guitar riff man at the beginning of their music and that place would explode and they had their yaw chants and all this, this right full sale centric sort of atmosphere now you go to take the ascension to the main roster and some people know who they are sure but the vast majority of the wwe universe has never seen these guys before so while you have the, the internet guys and the guys that have watched NXT going, what the heck, you know, why are they treating them like this? The most Joe, Joe viewer sitting at home on his couch with his kid watching the, the show has never seen these guys before. So you have to reintroduce them. And, and yeah, maybe Vince has more of a hand in it or he has a different vision for it. So that there's, there's definitely a, a bit of a disconnect mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But, you know, Bray Wyatt. Came out of NXT. Bray Wyatt was doing the True. same thing in NXT. He's doing up on the main roster. I mean, they, they we, and some of us were worried. We thought, uh oh, really, man, they're gonna they're gonna tone Bray way down, or they're not gonna let him be him. And he went up, and he's you know setting the world on fire. Yeah. So it, it's it's a case by case basis, but a lot of it's because of the fans. Yeah, that Bray Wyatt thing too. It's just like an amazing. You talk about second chances. Ooh, man, he, I, I, I remember just... I remember watching him in one of Dusty's classes uh-huh. cut the first Bray Wyatt promo, and he got done. And he had the lights dimmed. We dimmed the lights for him, and, and everyone just kind of looked at each other. And Dusty looked over at us, and we looked, and and that, like no one knew what to say. Right? It was it was unreal. I mean, you don't you don't you don't ever make Dusty Rhodes speechless. Dusty's uh-huh. always got something to say. No, you know that well. <laughs> yeah. But when when Bray started doing Bray Wyatt, man, it was like whoa. There's some there's a, there's a that's it switch in his brain, man. That when he flips it. He is Bray Wyatt, and it's it's so much fun to watch. He's one of the only guys I've interviewed that like has this ability to. He's not in character, but he's still Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I'm not that's talking what I'm to. There, there's something you're not talking. Yeah, there's no Wyndham right. there. That's, yeah, I'm not talking to Wyndham. I'm talking to, to to Bray. He's not Bray from TV, but he's Bray. Yeah, yeah, which he, is really interesting. He's he's a unique cat, man. He's, well, listen, he's cool. Thanks for hanging out, man. Dude, thanks for having me, Corey. Great. And 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 when is the special on? February 11th. Okay. Which, if you don't have the WWE Network, mm-hmm. which I know, Sam, you do. <laughs> Day one. But perhaps some ne'er-do-well listening to this podcast has not subscribed. Which is like, really, and I'll say it, this isn't coming from Corey Graves, a complete asshole move. Because <laughs> I'm on the network. Agreed. <laughs> right. I'm on. So even if you don't even like any of the guests that I've had on, if you subscribe to this podcast, you know what, I'm just going to subscribe because I like Sam. I'm on the network, so subscribe right. to it. There you go. So if, that's me it, putting myself. That was over, great. By the that way. was that yeah, was very yeah. well done. But if the in the event that the NXT Takeover Live Special on February 11th isn't enough, if Sam Roberts isn't enough, the it's network crazy. is free this month. Yeah, all of February, free, 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 including WWE Fastlane, the pay per view at the end of the month. Uh, so even featuring if, the Corey Graves pre-show. That's right. I will be on the pre-show panel for that. Nice. The, the Raw pre-show every Monday night. Nice. Um, which I'm still getting. I like forget that. I don't forget that I'm doing it. I forget to talk about it. To plug it's it. Still. That that's your gig now. Right. Right. I, I'm, it's awesome. Yeah. 
I am the host, co-host. <laughs> right. I'm the host. Who cares? I'm the. I'm making the claim right now. I'm the host. Scott Stanford's going to Ro- be on here next week turning heel. That's true. I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> he can be in our stable. I don't care what the fans say. I'm here to get rich and be the host. <laughs> Scott Stanford's the best. He's so awesome. Um, but, yeah, so even if you're one of these fringe fans that just does nothing more than send nasty tweets and hate everything we do. Right. Check it out because it's not going to cost you anything. Right. It's free, and that, that way you can know what you hate. But the thing is, generally speaking, if someone is passionate enough to send a nasty tweet, they also already care so much that they're like, God, all they want things. Yeah. They just want things to be good. Right. And it's like, if it's not as good as it used to be, then just subscribe to the network and watch how it used to be. It's exactly. all there. <laughs> it's it's we all should, there. We should take that to the marketing department. That, <laughs> right. That's pretty good. We can run that up the ladder. Right. I think it'll work. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for having me, man. And now, back to Sam Roberts. That's right. Back to me, indeed. Corey Graves. So awesome to have Corey Graves on the show. Not only because anybody associated with NXT right now, it's just amazing to me. I love what they're doing over there. Um, But his story is so great. A guy that's come from where he's come from to have to give up wrestling at the height. I mean, 30 years old, and he's finally... Got that WWE contract, and he's finally there, and he's got to give it all up. For for a guy with that story to have an attitude as good as his attitude is, and quite frankly, to be as good on commentary as he is, you know he's put the work in for it. He's not walking around with a chip on his shoulders. It's it's a it's a reminder to all of us, especially to you know he he had his bitter moments. Dusty Rhodes is telling him he doesn't like his promos, and his dad has to be like, "Look, that's the son of a plumber." Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not a plumber telling you he has a problem with you. That's the plumber's son, and the plumber's son is the American dream, Daddy. So don't worry about it. And he goes, you're right, Dad. You're right. I won't worry about it. Now, if you hear anything going on in the background, uh, my neighbors are fighting next door. So there may be some yelling that the mic is picking up. I don't know if it will for sure or not. But regardless, I, have to, I don't have a lot of time. I got to get to the state of wrestling because this week the state of wrestling is all about me and what happened on this podcast last week. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Now I'm super, super paranoid that my neighbors heard me. I don't know. They're still yelling at each other, I think. Not me. I hope the guy's not yelling at the girl about me. Listen, State of Wrestling time. And last week, I mean, the podcast went everywhere. This show went crazy last week. The Squared Circle subforum on Reddit had thousands of replies pertaining to my Roman Reigns interview. Uh, there were multiple articles. I know Bleacher Report linked to it. Every wrestling site, WrestleZone, all, all, every wrestling site you can think of linked to it. There were multiple Reddit threads about different quotes from my interview as if they were different interviews. The biggest quote was Roman Reigns, and I remember him saying it, and I remember being struck when he said it that I wasn't expecting that kind of honesty and you don't normally get that kind of honesty from a young guy who's just getting his big break because Roman Reigns is a super young dude and he's just getting launched into this main event scene Uh, and and that's not generally when you get a person at their most honest because that's when they have the most to lose I was refreshed at how honest Roman Reigns was but he basically when I asked him about you know, the fans uh, booing him uh, and 
implied that his promos were, you know, getting criticized and not necessarily his. He said the fans want one thing and the company wants another thing. And a lot of times those two things, they don't match. All he knows is at the end of the day, he hopes he's the one who's getting rich. Now, I don't know why wrestling fans are so against the idea that these performers that are in the ring are not volunteers. Every person in the WWE is trying to get the largest salary that they can possibly get. It's just like when CM Punk left the company. CM Punk had a job. He didn't like the job anymore. He had enough money to get by. If you won the lottery, you probably wouldn't go to work. Because why? You'd find something else. You could just spend your days doing what you liked. And if you didn't like your job and you won the lottery, you wouldn't keep the job you didn't like anymore. Even if you started the job liking it. That's the position Punk was in. He won the lottery. He wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He made millions of dollars. Came up with great t-shirts. Okay, whatever he did, he, came, he made millions of dollars. At the time, he wasn't married. He doesn't have any kids. He's financially independent for the time being. He has a job he doesn't like, so he stopped doing the job. I don't have a problem with that. Roman Reigns says, look, I understand that sometimes the fans don't like what I'm doing. I understand that I go into arenas and get booed. I understand that my promos come off as corny sometimes. But I'm here to provide for my family. I'm here to draw an income to give my family the most comfortable life I can possibly give them. That's what everybody in America does. That's the whole point of this whole deal. You know, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is to get numbers up to attract advertisers who will then pay me. You know, it's not, I'm not just doing it out of the goodness of my heart. Nobody does anything for an extended period of time out of the goodness of their heart. I mean, why? You could do something fun, and, and, and I, I, I feel a need to provide you entertainment. I want to connect with wrestling fans and, and put out a product that I, as a wrestling fan, would enjoy, but at the same time, I don't want to do it for free. And in the same interview, the quote that nobody used was Roman Reigns specifically said he wants fans to leave happy. He wants fans to leave happy. Why was that quote not used? It was, it, was, it was pretty interesting looking at how out of context a lot of it was. As I said from the beginning, I didn't have a problem with Roman's interview. I thought it was great to hear a dude on the other end of that phone. Not a guy in character, not a guy giving me the company line, not a guy giving me a bunch of quotes that he thought Twitter would enjoy, but a guy being a guy and he being himself. You can't ask much more of a person than that, you know? And and and, and for him to say the other the other quote that people criticized was he said he basically implied that the people that are criticizing his work have never wrestled and therefore he can't take them terribly seriously. I get what he's saying. Okay, and maybe I'm just making excuses for him, but when somebody tells me that I don't know how to broadcast, if they have never broadcast before, then I take their criticism with a grain of salt. I don't take judgments, full judgments, 
from people who can't do what they're telling me to do. If, if somebody is saying you're not doing that right, but they can't do it right, then how do they know what it is? If someone is saying you can't cook, okay, you can tell me you don't like the food, but you can't tell me I can't cook unless you can tell me what I did wrong and show me and cook a meal. If you can't cook a meal, you can't tell me I can't cook. You can tell me you don't like the meal. That's your personal opinion. You can tell Roman Reigns, you know, ah, it's not for me. The promo is not for me. The match was not for me. But you can't say, yeah, dude, you don't know how to wrestle. You don't know what you're doing. You don't deserve to be in there. All right, well, if I don't deserve to be in there, then do you? Do you know that I don't deserve to be in there? Do you know the whole story behind this thing? I can't imagine. It's just like I can't imagine anybody in Roman Reigns' position would turn down anything he's done. I, don't, I have no blame for Roman Reigns at all. You know, is WWE in general guilty of maybe not always being fully in touch with the audience? I'd say lately that feels like it happens more often than it used to. The audience is changing, and I think it's more difficult to stay in touch with the audience. Triple H was touching on that during the great podcast that he did with Stone Cold on the WWE Network this week. But at the end of the day, we're, 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 we're venturing into this place where we as wrestling fans have rejected the idea of being lied to. We've rejected the idea of, of getting worked. We've rejected the whole idea of kayfabe. We say, you know what? We're on to what you're doing. We know it's a work. Just put on an entertaining product for us. And it's like, okay, we're going to try to put on an entertaining product for you. But if, we, if, they do an inter- if a wrestler does an interview and he's out of character and he's just being a guy and saying, look, at the end of the day, this is my job. I'm trying to entertain the people, but my number one priority is to make as much money as I can. How is that a bad thing? You know, he, he's, he's trying to entertain people. He said he's trying to make people leave happy, give them a good show. But there's if his motivation is to make money for his family, then there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Everybody's motivation is to make money on some level. I, do you think anybody who's ever had a major spot in the WWE is not motivated by money? I mean, come on. Of course, there's, you know, there's the artistic part of this. And, and Roman was talking about getting off on the creative parts of the job and what he's created and, 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 and being an artist to some degree. He was talking about that. He didn't say his sole motivator was money. He said he wants to get rich doing this. You know, he said that it's not up to him. To change everything he's doing. He's an employee of a company or an independent contractor or whatever. He has a boss. He's doing somebody's bidding when he goes out to the ring. And it's not up to him to change the plan of a publicly traded company. It's up to him to execute that plan to the best of his abilities. And hopefully it will make him rich. And I hope it does make him rich. I do. That's what I think. I think people forget that, that WWE superstars are human beings with families that give up their lives completely. Reigns is a guy with a wife and a seven-year-old kid. He's giving up his life completely. He's on the road four or five days a year getting his ass kicked. For the love of the game? I mean, I hope he makes some money. 
you know, we all say, we all look at the, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. And all his wrestling fans say, oh, poor guy. You know, we look at Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall and all these, tra- all these guys who died way too young. And all these guys who were broke even though they were stars when we were kids. And we go, oh, poor guy. But when we hear a, 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 a current day star saying, look, I want to make as much money as I can. We go, what do you mean make as much money as you can? How dare you make that kind of money? Well, what is it? You know, we all feel sorry for Kamala. Oh, I can't believe it. He doesn't have enough money for a surgery. He doesn't have enough money for this. But then we hear Roman Reigns say, I'm trying to get rich. And we go, trying to get rich. What a bad dude. What a heel. What a heel. When in reality, he's doing exactly what he should be doing. You know, these guys kill themselves. So we can complain about it on Twitter. At the end of the day, I hope at least they're drawing an income. That's what I think. And that's this week's State of Wrestling. Thank you for tuning in to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Thanks to Corey Graves, too. That was awesome. Uh, you know, you can tweet me anytime. I'd love to uh, keep, keep giving me your uh, Roman Reigns comments. I'd love to keep the debate open. Um, and, you know, if you listen to the SiriusXM show on Friday afternoons, you can call me and we can talk about it. But I don't have phones for the podcast. It's not live. It's recorded. So I'll talk about this thing with anybody. I think it's a really interesting topic of conversation. And, and, uh, t- until next time, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and I will see you later. Letras on the menje. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.